the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Hey, oh, time to do a little Wokapalooza today. We're going to have a little fun here on a uh, Friday. Yeah, uh, Seattle teacher. Seattle teacher uh, gets upset with student. Um, very upset with students because um, he uh, they had, he was doing a class. This is social studies, by the way, social studies. Um, they're doing a class where they had to, I don't know, put words describing themselves and what camps they fall in. And um, he put himself down, the student put himself down as being straight. Nope. Nope, nope. Teacher's none too happy about that. They can't use that uh, straight anymore. Um, it's offensive. It was, well, at least it was offensive uh, to this teacher. Um, yeah, they, they had to fill out. This is, this is, this is in a class. You, you wonder why. You wonder why kids are doing so poorly. They had to fill out a social identity wheel. Um, hey, Alex, I'll take shit that I didn't do back in high school. Social identity wheel. And he was told that um, he identified as a straight. He needed to pick a term that was less offensive. Again, this is again, this is a teacher that still has a job. He's a um, communist. He was the one that got in trouble not too long ago with some of the anti-Semitic uh, stuff and how uh, uh, you know the Jewish people were not hurt by Hamas. I mean, but again, it, it, I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know th this stuff, um, parents. Why would you let your kids stay in that class? Why? Why would you let your kids stay in that class? I, I'd be down the next day and saying, sorry, move my kid. Move my kid. I'm, I'm not doing this. At some point in time, for crying out loud, it's your children for crying out loud. The schools don't own them. They're your kids. They're not the schools. Stand up for yourself. Anyway, ah, this out of um, Johns Hopkins. Yeah, um, they, uh, they, uh, this, they have this head here, this, again, uh, Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Sharita H. Golden. Again, I don't know what she is a doctor of. I don't. I don't know if she's like Dr. Jill Biden, who's got a doctorate in education, but um, she is the uh, Chief Diversity Officer for Johns Hopkins uh, Medicine, Johns Hopkins Medicine, um, th and they actually have an Office of Diversity and Inclusion. For what reason, I don't know, but they have it. So she put out this message. Yes, the diversity word of the month. Diversity word of the month. And the uh, diversity word of the month is privileged. Yep. Privilege. And again, as you put out this lengthy statement, oh, it's Martin Luther King Day this month. And in the spirit of this, I'm like, do you think Martin Luther King would be for all of this divisive crap that you guys keep putting out there? I don't think so. Anyway, it uh, said in the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. White people, able-bodied people, heterosexuals, 
cisgender people, males, Christians, middle or owning class people. I, that's a, I'm an owning class person, I guess. You own stuff. Uh, middle age people and English speaking people. Now, I, again, I, I saw this list and let's follow her same line of thought here. Male. What about really good looking female? What about really good looking female that can sing? Dua Lipa has got some, I'm just saying, I mean, she's got some advantages, right? What about, well, just not much male. What about, you know, males that are, I don't know, six foot three, 220, 230 pounds, looking like the John Reacher on the John Reacher show, are able to play middle linebacker? Yeah, they got a, they got a bit of, they got privilege, do they not? I mean, we, we, we can go on and on and on and on and on here. Can we not? But no, no, she actually put out this list and, and also said that it's invisible to people who have it. I, I've often talked about privilege and parental privilege and make no bones about it. Uh, my kids know that they're privileged. Isn't it, correct me if I'm wrong, you have kids, don't you want to make them privileged? Isn't that, isn't that a goal? Don't you want your kids to, you know, have certain things and the ability to go out there and uh, I don't know, it could be me calling me crazy that there's something wrong with that. People in dominant group, we're a dominant group. We uh, believe that they have earned the privileges they enjoy or that everyone could have access to these privileges if only they worked to earn them. Christianity? Christian, I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss here. Now, I'm, I wonder if this diversity doctor, doctor of diversity, um, maybe she should go to sub-Saharan Africa and, and ask the Christians there who are getting hacked up uh, by these uh, crazy Muslim groups whether or not they're privileged. I'll throw that out there as well. Um, privileges are unearned and are granted to people in the dominant groups, whether they want those privileges or not, and regardless of their stated intent. Now, this went viral. And she pulled it out. She pulled it out. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I caused all sorts of problems. Yeah, this is the same same lady that um, put out again a new um, pronoun usage guide that lists uh, dozens of pronouns that I'll tell you right now, I ain't paying attention to. Okay, I'm not paying attention to. I, I get corrected. Improper pronoun usage, I'm going to look at you like you have two heads. I, I don't participate in that. Like, there's two new ones here. I don't even know what they mean. Air self, A-E-R self, and fair self, F-A-E-R, fair self. Okay. Whatever. Uh, and we got, again. Another medical school. Again, you send your kids off to medical school. Medical school is very, very expensive. Um, but again, you know, um, I, I, quite frankly, I would, I would like uh, doctors to be studying other things but this. UCLA Medical School are now requiring first-year students, again, because they're not busy enough as it is anyway there in medical school, to take a class called Structural Racism and Health Equity. In one exercise for the course, students divided up by racial group and they retreat to different areas to discuss 
anti-racist prompts. This is called, again, people, this is word salad to me. I don't get it. Racial caucusing. And it's a teaching device that UCLA describes as anti-racist pedagogical tool to provide a reflective space for us to explore how our positionality, particularly our racial identities, as perceived within clinical spaces, influence our interaction with patients, colleagues, and other staff. Um, they, I'm lost there. You lost me, okay? I, I understand that less than I did, you know, certain parts of Interstellar for crying out loud. I, I, it lost me. Lost me. And, and again, it could be me, call me crazy. Uh, I'm not the only one that, that's saying that, that this kind of violates the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And again, you got people pushing back, um, you know, Basic groups saying that this week's the school's racial caucusing groups illegally segregate and separate its first year medical students based on the race, color and or national origin in violation of Title Six. That, that it's exactly what, what kids in medical school should be doing. A- anyway, anyway, we'll have a little bit of fun with more. Woke stuff. I actually had this sent to me for one of my uh, listeners and, and Clients, we've got snowstorms going to be affecting the the country this week. We'll have a little bit of fun. So, again, 20 inches of snow. 20 inches of snow someone received, and he gave a bit of a clock at what happened over the course of the day. 8 o'clock in the morning. You know what? 20 inches of snow. I'm going to go make myself a snowman. 8.10. A feminist passed by and asked me why I didn't make a snow woman. So I made a snow woman. 817. My feminist neighbor complained about the snow woman's voluptuous chest, saying it objectified women everywhere. <gasps> 820. Uh-oh, the gay couple living nearby threw a fit and moaned it should have been two snowmen instead. 822. The transgender man, woman, person, whatever, asked... Why I didn't just make one snow person with detachable parts. The uh, 825, the vegans at the end of the lane complained about the carrot nose as veggies are food and not to be used to decorate snow figures. 828, I was called a racist because the snow person is white. 830, I decided to use food coloring to make the snow person a different color and be more racially inclusive. 837, I was then accused of using a blackface on a snow person. 839, the Middle Eastern gent across the road demanded that the snow woman be, be, be completely covered. 840, the police arrived saying someone had been offended. 842, the feminist neighbor complained again that the broomstick of the snow woman needed to be removed because it depicted women in a domestic role. 843, the Council on Equality officer arrived and threatened me with an eviction. 8.45, TV News crew from ABC showed up. I was asked if I know the difference between snowmen and snowwomen. I replied, snowballs, and now I am a sexist. 
9 o'clock. I was on the news as a suspected terrorist, racist, homophobe, and sensibility offender bent on stirring up trouble during difficult weather. 9.10. I was asked if I had any accomplices. My children were taken away by social services. 9.29. Far-left protesters offended by everything marched down the street demanding that I be arrested. 9.45. The boss called and fired me because of the negative association with work that had been all over social media. Um, 10 o'clock, I'm drinking because all I wanted to do was to build a snowman. Watchdog on Wall Street. Dot com.